0: The help of Hashem we are learning about the Adav Tzadik Vav We left off at the end of the second line on the top of the Amid We are in the middle of the following Rab Nachman, in the name of Shmuel said that there are three scenarios where when money is owed we never demand for that to be paid with land but we assess the land and we, so to say, release the one to whom that value is owed exclusively with money. One of these three cases is when you have a classical Balchayv, you have a creditor, and the borrower, after he assumed the debt, at that time owning land, sold that land. Let's make it simple. The debt is $100. There was a land worth $100. He sold that land to a buyer, to a likeyach. Now that the creditor is coming to collect $100, and the borrower says, the famous Ainli, I owe you, I just don't have the money. So the creditor goes now to the lekuchas. The question is, what happens if the buyer improved that land? So, Rad Nachman said, and as we just explained, that if the money that is owed is covered by the land itself, it was a $100 loan, and the land is worth $100, the buyer added another $20 worth to the land, the improvements exceed the money owed. That is where Reb Nachman Amar says, the creditor has to give the buyer the $20. But the chiddush is that the buyer cannot tell the creditor, you owe me $20 because of my improvements. I want that value in the land. Leave a sliver of land for me. So that is what Shmuel says. He can't do that. That the creditor has to pay him that money because it exceeds the debt, but... So Amar lei. So comes along. Ravina is constantly asking Ravashi. He's asking Ravashi. Okay, if that's the scenario, Amar. This is going to work according to the opinion that we had in Subis. That e is leizuzi lelekeiach leimotsi misalik lelbalchev shaper. Forget about improvements. There is an opinion in Suvos that says that when the creditor comes to the buyer to retake the land, if the buyer has money. He tells the creditor how much money was owed to you, hundred dollars, take hundred dollars. And one opinion says that the buyer has the right to do it. Let's not forget that all this began with a money loan. Elamad, the land became leaned. So really the question is how do you view a lien? And what do you mean how do you view a lien? Do you view the lien as if the creditor, owns the land? Or has some ownership in the land? If he has ownership in the land then the buyer cannot tell him I'll pay off the debt. The creditor has to agree. But if the creditor wants the land, the creditor gets the land because he already owns or has some ownership in the land. So according to the opinion that says that if the L'keiach has money and therefore it also makes sense since the creditor owns the land even though improvements were made in that land improvements were made to the creditor's land. So it's like we spoke out yesterday and two days ago, any time, you without my permission, not a ganav, you invest money in my land, I got to pay you for the improvements, even though I didn't ask for it. Okay, so he can't keep the land, but he has to pay him for that increased value. According to the opinion in Ksuba that whenever the buyer has money, in the principal debt, he can tell the Valchayv, you're not taking this land, I bought it. It was leaned, I'll pay off the debt. Which proves that the creditor never owns the land. If the creditor doesn't own the land, and now the land has even more value than the debt, why can't the buyer tell the creditor, had I had money, I would be able, to... me, the buyer, would tell you the creditor, you leave, take the money and you go away. Which again proves that you don't really have any ownership in the land. Now, hashtag, now that I improve the land itself, and you do not have right to the $120 worth of land, you only have right to $100 worth in the land. So, havli, da'ara, I demand to keep a sliver of the land. Which sliver? Shiur, shivchai, the value that is equivalent to the $20. And why would Rav Nachman Amar Shmuel say that across the board that uh, Misalkin and lay Answers the Gemara, Amar Lay explains Ravashi to Ravina that you're right, according to the Manda Amar that a loikeach can always be Misaleik, the creditor with money proving that the creditor doesn't have any ownership in the land. Why over here? Do we say the opposite that the creditor is the one that gets rid of the likayach by giving him the value of the improvements that kogoyin the shavye ni niha'le It's dafke in the case. It's only in the case that when the creditor lent money to the borrower, the borrower said that apoy that this debt is linked to this land, meaning the armerle lo yehei locha elamizeh. You can only get payment from this land. Now, there, everyone agrees that the land itself becomes, so to say, so to say, owned by the creditor. Or the creditor has some ownership in the land. Now that he has some ownership in the land, true improvements were made, to which he has no right to. But since he has ownership in the land, he keeps the land. And like Shmuel said, in the three cases, this is one of them, that, that, the, that the creditor... Tells, I owe you $20, the land is all mine, take money, and shalom, go away. Coming back to our dinim of changing an article that was stolen. Now as we learned, and as we learned today in Ahmed Beis, let's not forget that karka ain't an exelos. So what we are learning now does not apply to real estate, it applies to movables, Amarava, gazal, God forbid if a person robbed, and he made whatever he stole better, he upgraded it, which also implies he changed it, and then he sold it, or gazal, he stole it, he robbed it, he made an improvement, and then he bequeathed it to his children, so says Rava, Mashiach biach. Machar, whatever belonged to him, he sold. Mashiach biach, whatever belonged to him, he bequeathed. What exactly is Rava talking about? So we're going to read Rashi. Rashi is going to give two interpretations, and we're going to follow the second just to make the Gemara flow, because there's a few statements that one links into the other. So go inside the Rashi's. Second, to the top, second line in the Ahmed. And therefore, so the first interpretation of Rashi is that we're going back to what we learned yesterday, the way Rav Papa, not Rab Zavid, the way Rav Papa explained the machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. What was that case? That a person stole an animal, the animal got pregnant, and now he's returning it. So the question is, who owns the fetus? So the Rav Papa learned that rab Yehuda holds that since from zero to fetus is a Shinoi, and therefore the goslin is kind of the Shinoi, the entire fetus belongs to the goslin. According to Rav Papa, according to Rav Shimon, according to Rav Papa, that yes, the goslin has some ownership in the fetus, but not all of it. How much money does he own? How much value does he own? Whatever the common price was given, the common compensation. The standard compensation was given when people owned animals and they gave them to shepherds and they told the shepherds, "You make sure my animals get pregnant." And when they get pregnant, you keep half of the value, a third or a fourth. That is what the gazlin keeps. So let's read inside Rashi. The, the first explanation of Rashi is that this is according to Rab Shimon that mashish biyachmacher, meaning v'shakel the one who bought the stolen animal that underwent change, he gets to keep the mechza ishlish of that fetus. Because since it belonged to the goslin it's not nice, but it belongs to him. So whatever you own, you get to sell. And the same thing with That's one interpretation. Inami, or let's go with the a second one, just if not, it's they're both easy. The second one is that Kule shivcha, And this goes according to our Mishnah. We started off the Pedic, the way we explained our Mishnah. The following, when a goslin makes a change that is irreversible, then the goslin owns it. He owes the money, but he owns the article. He changed it, he owns it. But if he makes a reversible change, he doesn't own it. And the example, we gave was a goslin, stole pieces, and he built them together into furniture. It's possible for him to take that piece of furniture apart and give it back to the owner. But the Chachamim want to, to make it easier for people to do tshuva. They felt that if he's going to have to give back by reversing it, which means that all the effort that he made was in vain, he'll be, he won't be motivated to do tshuva. So Takana Sashavim, he also gets to keep it. And all he has to give back is its value. So that's the second explanation of Rashi. We're speaking about a reversible change. And Bipnei Takana Sashavim, Kedom Liel, kamay the beginning of the Paderk, he gets to keep it. So now that he made it into a utensil, he sold it to a lekayach. Rav is saying a big Because who's doing tshuva here? He lost his opportunity to do tshuva. Now it's already out of his hands. But Rav is saying since because of Takana Sashavim, the moment you make a reversible change, you own it. So now that that's a fact, if you sold it, the lekayach bought it also. If you own it, the lekayach bought it. You don't say that the Chachamim only made the Takana on the Gazlan himself. And the moment he sold it on, since he's not the one doing tshuva now anymore, so what's the point of making this Takana? Let us say that the article itself belongs to the original owner. We don't say that. The article now belongs to the buyer. Now, money is owed. And by the way, who owes the money? The Gazlan. The Gazlan has to pay back the money. But the article itself stays in the hands of the Lekeach, stays in the hands of the Yiddish now the first white line by Yadava. oh I accept that if the Goslin was the one let's go with the second interpretation that made the reversible change so right now because of Takana Sashavim, he gets the, it's his but what happens if when he stole it he didn't change it at all and he sold it now don't forget if the original owner doesn't have Yush, what should be the dim? that the original owner owns that article he takes it back but now the Lekech was the one that made a change. Reversible. But he made a change. There's no Takana to him. He didn't know that it's stolen. So said Mao din? So Basir Dibaya Hadir Pashtar said the same thing. That Mashima Kharishul, when one person sells something to the other, what exactly is he selling? Whatever he owned, he sold. Not only whatever he owned physically, he sold. It's Gavaldic. It, all of the rights that he has is sold. Being that he's the Ganef. Or the Gazlin. And Takana Sashavim means. Even though he didn't do Tshuva yet. But because we want to motivate him to do Tshuva. The rule is that if he'll make even only a reversible change. He will get to keep the article. So that right of making a reversible change. And getting to keep it goes on to the Lekeach. Gavaldic. So the Lekeach is not is that a if He doesn't need to do Tshuva. It can be innocent. If the Lekech changes this, the Lekech gets to keep it. Who has to pay the money back? The Ganesh. But the article now will remain in the hands of the Lekech because of Takana Sashavim, even though he's not the one that needs to do tshuva. Beautiful. Now, by your Rabb, no then, the the, then when there's no Yush, then when there's no Yush it goes back. The has Belongs to the owner. Correct. Right. k'ichavim. Oh listen, Danny, unless there is a ping that says that Shina Rishus effects a change. But if I'm not mistaken, without Yush, you know I don't remember. There's a machelikas in that. Right. now comes the question what happens if Ishbi a mahum? If Anandrum was the one that made the change. Again, let's go just with the same flow. The whole thing, by the way, can go with the first interpretation of Rashi. Jewish, to, so the Gemara says He wasn't there to ask Ravah But he didn't even understand What is Ravah talking about? Again we're speaking about A Shinoi That is reversible It still belongs to the owner The whole thing is Is Ravah asking Whether we make a Takana to motivate The Nanju to do chuvam Amalei says, no, that wasn't his question. Wait, like, the case was, is that, li Yisrael. In other words, the, the Goy stole it, the Goy sold it to a Jew, and the Jew is the one that improved it. Oh. So says the Gemara, and now we're going to use what Rav said before in the opposite. Can't have it both ways. What did we say in the last segment, which was a Gavaldika logic, that when someone sells something, they sell the thing and all of the rights that they have in it, but they can't sell something that they don't even own. If we will accept that Takanas Hashavim was not made for the Nanju, so when he sells it, he didn't sell that right. Soif haba machmas kechavim harayu only like the kechavim. He cannot have more rights. Than the seller, you don't buy something more than the seller owned. The so Yamar says, "Light." what is what is the buyer going to Gaza, Israel? A Jew stole it. When the Jew stole it, even though he didn't do tshuva yet, even though he didn't do anything yet, but you already have this takana from Chazal that in order to motivate him to do tshuva, if he's going to make a shino, even that's chayzer, he gets to keep it. So that right was there, and now this Jew sold it to a guy, The zabna he sold it to a nandju. And, and the non-Jew was the one that made the change. And now, If the guy was the one that made the change, we're giving it for a given, No, the article will have to go back to the owner, I, the guy, won't be motivated to do tshuva? Okay? But now that he sold it to a Jew, it began with a Yid. So the rights, the theoretical... The halacha of, if there'll be a reversible change, then it will belong to the current Ganev, existed. So that belonged to the first Ganev. And now it's in the hands of a Jew. Even though the Jew was not the one that changed it. One My. Go back one step. Yes. If, if the Jew stole it, and then sold
1: it to a non-Jew, the non approved it, Right right now we're saying that No 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 I'm not, I'm not saying that.
0: No I'm not saying that for sure. This I'm is the next step. No 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 let no, I me mean, take that back because what we just said in the previous tickle is that whatever the first guy owned he sold That's to the second. A no yeah. Lavdaska Lavdaska no I take that back because because since the Jew the the, the point is that gaslan is a Jew you have the Takana shovin. Mm-hmm. And komas under uh, kom what's the chazal over here? That's it. But the, whole but the question has... has ...we're not trying to help a, a non-Jew in this case. Okay, the fact that the Gemara has to add, Danny, that the Goy now sold it to a Jew means correct. That means that if the Jew did it... But, but, but the theoretical din is still here only because it was stolen by a Jew. You have to have both. The Jew stole it. Right, you're right. Then it's also a Goy going in order, if it just stopped at the Nandju, then he would have to give it back. back. That's right. Okay. Correct. So very good. We'll very good. My. So me, I'm the O and the 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 moment there was a the non-Jew involved, yeah they are very good. So even though there was the original Takana for the and Kolmash calls Khushtav was given to the second, we don't say that by the non-Jew. So the moment the one in the middle lost that schus so when he sold it further, so the question is, how do you, lo- how do you look at losing his chos? Is it that the chos is lost? If it's lost, then it's not by the, by, the, by the final Jew. Or is it there, but we don't apply it? If it's there, but we don't apply it, then he's just a carrier. He's a carrier, he sends it on. Now, this is going to be a very easy piece. Again, we're speaking about change. This is for sure, is a very important gemata. How do you define change? We're not even speaking about the reversible or the non-reversible. What is a change? And we never addressed that yet. Like when we were quoting yesterday, a person stole a behemoth and the behemoth got old. Okay, exactly at what point is the animal old? Now, rambam writes, when is a person old? When you tell a person, when you call a woman, hey you old woman, and she doesn't react negatively, that she's old. That's a rambam. Which means it's clearly, it's not a biological age. It's a psychological state. If a person says, you're calling me old, then they're not old. So what's a change? And look at the options. Now, the, let's read it inside. Amarav Papa. Every line is mamish gold here. Like everything else, but it's, it's, it's beautiful. man, the gosel dikli mechabri. A person stole a palm tree. Now you have to understand like this. Like we mentioned, a karaka ain't an exelus. So you cut the palm tree down, the katle, it was cut down. Another detail is important, that... When there's no use, you're not even a robber, when it's not in your domain. So we're going through all these details. And So you cut it down from the field of the owner, and it fell into the field of the ganath. That's the next door neighbor, the neighbor of the ganath. So now he stole it, it's in his domain. It was a palm tree, and now it's disconnected. So what do you, you would argue, wow. That's an irreversible change. You know what the Gemara says, Loikani, well, he didn't acquire it. Meaning, it goes without saying, if the palm tree connected is worth $100, and a palm tree that's felled is worth $50, of course he owes the additional $50. The question is, who owns the wood? Who owns the wood? So what's the, what's the rule? If there's no Yish and there's no Shinoi, the owner owns it. But what did we learn in our Patek? That if you make a change, whether it has to be irreversible, or even reversible, According to our Mishnah, Takana Sashavim. Then it belongs to the Ganetz. So the, the, the Papa is saying that uh, Lloyd, the Goslin did not acquire it. Why? It's not called a change. Why is it not called a change? A big key is the name. We're Semites, for a reason. We come from shame. Everything, everything comes from the name. We believe in a God, of course. And God created through speaking. So what came first? The thing or the name of the things? It's not that something existed and then God gave it a name. That's why that's why it's so important for us to be from B'nai shame Everything is created through the name comes before the thing. That Barak and then So the name is extremely important. So says that. Papa, my Tama, Diklamikri. What, what's the name for a palm tree? A palm tree. What do people call a felled palm tree? A palm tree. The name didn't change. Vahash Tanami next it takes time for these things to register but it's amazing does not make a difference? again if there's a monetary difference then you have to make up for the difference if the name is the same then that's not considered a change yeah that's why you're the same name you're a Jew called a Jew you were connected or temporarily not connected a Jew is a Jew Dikla if you started out with a palm tree, and let's say it even it started out with a uprooted palm tree, and then the ganev, the goslin, gube, he made it into logs. So really, when you make something into logs, you don't, it's, not, it's, it's not only that you didn't change it that much, and maybe you just took off the bark and you smoothed it out. But it has the same form. So says says, like honey, the goslin didn't acquire it. Why? Even though, it's not called a palm tree, but it's called Palm Tree Logs. The original name is still on it. Palm Tree Logs is still called the same name. Let's move. If the person stole logs, and We're into beams. Ah, beams. Because it's a different name. What happens if a person stole kishuri large logs? Large boards, I'm sorry. And you made them into small boards. Like Connie. Because the main name is the same. Large boards, small boards, boards are boards. But if if you made them, I'm, let's go, if made them into beams. Beams, beams. So, kshuri means beams. Now, if you made them from beams into boards, the moment you change them that there's a different name, Connie. And Rabbi continues. Not only does the Rav continue, but let's go to another detail which is important. And we mentioned this Bikitsar when we learned the Mishnah. Not everyone paskins like our Mishnah that when change is reversible do we Halacha apply Takana Sashav. Everyone agrees irreversible change is acquired by the Ganav. Just remember that detail. So we're going to start learning, I mean we were speaking about names but there's another addition that many of the Amirayim paskint that if it is reversible, then there's no Kenyan. Let's read it inside. Amirabah. Hi, man, the gods of If a person stole a Luliv, <laughs> and he made them into loose leaves, you know, he took them apart. What our kids do to the Luliv? or those people who shake it until, you know, turns into leaves, cunning. Then you're kainit. Why? A different name. The Mikara Lulivah, Mikra, it's called a lulav, and now it's called Hutzay, and now it's called leaves. It's a person stole leaves and made him into a broom. Why? Now it's you know, leaves, broom. If you stole a broom, you made him into a rope. You can just imagine how those brooms look like and how those robes look like. But somehow they made the broom, the, the lula broom, into a rope. Ah, like honey. Why? because this is a reversible change and Rava holds that a reversible change the Ganov doesn't acquire. He doesn't paskin with this concept. No because nowadays based this is made bamboo No, no, no. Even though it's turned to a floor. No, 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 you no, 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 no. That's for sure, you're kind of. No, 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 that's not that. That's a whole different thing. The object itself is called the floor. But it's reversible. reversible. Oh, so my tama did change, but it's reversible, then it's not. that since if you unravel this rope, it goes back to being the exact room it was before. So that's the thing that he does even though that we learned in our mishnah we don't accept it. But our papa asks papa. If a person steals a lulav and he splits the top into two, and now the question is, as we'll see in a moment. The Gemara didn't have it as a given that it's possible, even though we Paskin that it's possible. Because really in the Gemara there are two issues with splitting it into two. Is it a problem of a Lulav needing to be wholesome? And it's still considered wholesome? Split but wholesome, all the pieces are there? Or is it a concept of Hidr which is the way we Paskin and it's no no longer Muhudr? And even though it's not, normally you think about Hidr, Hidr mitzvah, so what if it's not Muhudr? By the Arba minim, the title uses the words Hadar. And if it's not harder, then there's a point where it's not kosher. So Ma'u Tashamah, Umar Masan, in the name of Bush al he says that if the entire leaf that's in the center, the one that's a doubled over, is removed, then everyone, your puzzle. Because you know and therefore if the Lulav is not kosher, that's called a Shine Hashem. That's the point there. As far as Gazale is concerned, it has a different name. Not a Lulav Lulav, kosher puzzle. So my love, is it not that the reason for Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi is because of Hidur and if it's an issue of Hidur if it was split into two it's also going to be puzzled and therefore the of acquired it so the Gemara says not necessarily maybe Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi was only speaking about Nitla when it was completely removed because then the problem the Chesadon is that it's chaser it's not Shalim, it's not wholesome and maybe if it's split, it's still, and if it's still kosher then there's no Kenyan. Because there's no shinoy. in the name of Rebbe Levi, puzzle that Rebbe Levi said explicitly, which is we, how we Paskin, that if the middle leaf, which is supposed to be doubled, became split into two, question is how far down, then the loll of this puzzle. As if it was removed, because removing the center spine disqualifying the lulav is not because it's not whole, it's because it's not beautiful. And therefore once you make something not kosher, now, one second, there's something, making something non-kosher with a change, which is our case, here there was a physical change, and then there are other scenarios where something becomes not kosher without a physical change. For example, a person takes chametz from you, and he holds it over Pesach, and he gives it back to you. There, there is no physical change. We learned that in the Mishnah. That has to do with the Machlekes, whether a Hezek, She'ein a Niker, is called a Hezek. This is, this is definitely Niker. This is Niker. Que- oh, that's the point. It's not only is it Niker, but it also disqualified the Lulav. If it would have been only Niker, but it wouldn't have disqualified the Lulav, then there wouldn't have been a Shinoi. Enough. And, that would be and then it belongs to the owner. Now again, if the, if the Lulav is worth less money, there's no debate. You have to compensate for that difference. The question here is, who does the item belong to? Very good, bite it. says, this is good. man the Gazel Afro, Halkop. If a person steals earth. And the gazlin turns it into a brick. So you would argue, he changed it. It has a different name. It's called a brick. Says, he has to give it back. Now, by the way, let's go back to what we learned yesterday. If a Goslin improves the article that he stole, so that was Rabbi Zvid, that was Rab Papa, could be some Amirayim, not could be, some Amirayim will hold that even though the owner gets it back, the owner has some owner, the Goslin has some ownership in the improvement that they made. And according to Toysviz, it's not that he gets part of it. But Rav Nachman Amar Shmuel, that we started to quote today, that three things, we finished yesterday with the Toto doesn't only mean those three. So we're not going into that detail. We want to know, who does the brick belong to? Says Rav Papi, the Goslin did not acquire the brick. Now the question is, why not? What are we learning right now? It has to do with the name. It's a different name. He says, no. Since it could reverse back and be exactly as it was before, So again, it's a reversible change. Just like we learned with the broom and the rope. It's reversible. If it's reversible, now it has a different name. But so what? Crush it. It's possible to crush it and to make it back as it was. Now, by the way, many of the achrenim therefore say that when you made bricks, not that we are made them, there's making a brick without putting it in the kiln. And then there's making a brick, putting it in the kiln. If it was put in the kiln, and then it's... Kiln. 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 Yeah, and then, I'm from Brazil, guys. I have a good excuse. And then, you cannot make it exactly the way it was before, then, then, uh, it's, it, then it's irreversible. It's because it wasn't cooked. I mean, you could bring it back to earth, but then it will be ground brick. It's not going to be... The dirt that then, that's called a shinoi. Wow. Very good. Next. Now, let's go, look at this. If a person steals a brick and he made it into earth, kane. Now, the, why was he coined it? Because he changed the name. But why can't we argue the same thing? It's reversible. How's it reversible? You can make it back into a brick. So say, My, Omrat, what are you going to ask on me? You can make it back into a brick. Says the Gemara, that's not an argument. The one that you'll make will be a different one. You could never make exactly the same old brick. And therefore, If you'll make it into a brick, it's a new brick. It's not the old brick. Unlike earth, earth is the same earth, a brick, and as we'll see soon in Rashi, it depends what people use this item for. As far as earth is concerned, even if the grains of earth won't look alike, for what people use earth for, it makes no difference. For what people use bricks for, it is important, because when it comes to a brick, we're going to read the Rashi inside, the squareness of it is of importance. People care. The density, what do people care? How and, and it's never gonna be the same. Now let's contrast this with the next statement. Vomar Papa, Gozo. Naska. Naska means a a bar of silver. When it comes to bars of silver. People don't care exactly how it looks. It's about how much weight is there. The person steals a bar of silver and Abedzuzi turn them into coins. Laikane. Again, why is it like? It's called coins. Because it's reversible. You can melt the coins back into the Nasco. My Tama Hodr Obedle, Nasco. I ask Rashi, uh, but that Nasko is a Panam Khadoshis. The bar says, Rashi, it's not called a Panam Khadoshis because no one cares when it comes to a bar of precious metal how the bar looks like. Now, by the way, that's not so correct today. Today, if I'm not mistaken, is the value, let's say, of a bar, an American bar of silver, the same uh, price of a Canadian? If the same, the weight the same, Okay? I don't see why it would matter. Okay, then write like I don't even understand how to it's, it's a punishment. It's not. A bar of silver, you change it until you melt it back with the same weight and all that, it will be look attacked. Look at next piece. Okay, you want to look at next piece? Zuse, if a person steals coins and the gannet melted it into a Nazca, he acquired the Nazca. I, my Omrat, what are you going to challenge me that you can make it back into coins? Here, the Gemara says, no, you cannot. Because panim is the coins will never look the same. And that's the way it works. Especially in those days, a little bit like today, when a person has a very worn out, a little bit torn dollar bill, not everyone is going to want to accept it. Especially then, the moment money got rubbed out a little bit, you know, it had a little bit less weight. People didn't want it. The coin, the, 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 the coinage, is it new? Is it old? Made a difference. Even if it had the same value in money, it's not called the same one. Unlike the bar, a bar makes no difference. No. So we're adding another important detail: that if the change is reversible, even though now it has another name, because it's reversible, you're not coin it. Unlike the Mishnah, like it. If a person sold old tarnished coins and and he made him into nice shiny ones, he shined it. So the Ganav did not acquire it. Why? Because it's reversible. How is it reversible? By itself. The way the world is reformed everything new becomes old. It's going to tarnish again. But Khadati, if a Ganav stole new coins and he made them into old he acquired it. Why? My Tama I, you're going to ask but one second it's reversible because you can make from the old new says the Gemara you can't. Something is old and you make it new. It's like all these people today, fish taste, whatever they take, all these hormones that they take. selves they garnish. They look like old people that are trying to look new. May the idea, Everyone knows that sheikh that they were tarnished. It's on top of the tarnish, you have a little bit of a shine. That guy doesn't take a shower and he puts put sun deodorant. It helps garnish. But the this is the rule. Zabishna says, well oh, now the question is, why did the Mishnah have to add this rule? Asriyamay gives the Gemara give all the answer. It's a lot of chazorah, but look at this. No, The rule is that when a person stole something, if the gazlan acquired it in the Mishnah, because of a shinoi, in the Mishnah, even a reversible change, then he has to give back to the owner the value that the article had when he stole it. The Mishnah said that. Why do you have to add the klal? What did Rabbi Ila say? That gone after life a person stole a lamb. And under the domain of the gazlin, it became an ayal or ram. What's the lamb or ram? Under, when it's up to 12 months old, it's called a lamb. And by the way, we learned this many times already. Mishnayi's Wasekh Vaspada, that for the 13th month, it's called a Pilgos. And from the 14th month and on, it's called a ram and now it became a ram or if a person stole an negel a calf when is the calf a calf for the first 24 months there's no palgas by the calf and then 24 months and one day it becomes a shoir so this is called a change on the other hand you can say it's not a change it's not mama change. It's the animal got older and better but there's a change in name says rab ilah so now the ghanaf acquired it and we're learning this Kishita rashi we spoke that out when we learned it before. And here Rashi says the same thing. But guys, it's not, according to Rashi, enough of a shinoy that the gazlan gets to keep it. He does not get to keep it. But for one din he was coined, Which is that if Tavachumachar, if the gazlan, to add soul to the wound, to the injury, or injury to the wound, he now goes Tvichomechira. And on this the Taita says he has to pay four or five. Four or five he doesn't have to pay painful yes. Why not? Because we say for this din he acquired it enough for us to say he didn't slaughter a stolen animal he slaughtered his, he stole the plant. He shechated an ayal. So that's the zaklal. Says so the Gemara story. Rashi, Rashi he has to give back the animal itself. Rashi makes a point. Here also again to say, I'm reading Rashi only for the din of Tvich HaMechir. And not for everything else. And that's beautiful. Now you see stages. It's like, you know, Tadosh It's Kevaldik. And that improvement of going from the land. Different name. Yeah. And the Shine Hashem that it includes. And like the increase in value. That, that, moving. You know, no, the moment. So that's the whole point. The moment the article itself has to be returned to the owner. The owner gets that improvement. Ah, so now your question is, does he own that improvement? That, that. I don't know. I'll tell you why I don't know. One can argue, of course, we just had that yesterday. Rav Papa, Rabbi Yehuda, Rab Shimon. Rav Papa, Rabbi Rab Shimon is like we spoke out, that's why you have to, you know, you have to learn it more Liyuna, you know, That maybe from non-fetus to fetus, from ayin to yesh, it's takashinri. And look at Rabbi Yehuda says, the Gazlin owns it. Here it didn't go from an ayin to a yesh. It went... It went from smaller to bigger. Anyways, Viter. Right change every second. He's, he's, he's upkeeping that and cost to that. That's, so that's another thing that we learned. That normally, if I improve your property, right. I have to get the money of the improvement. But by a and that's all she does, Rav Meir, they, they canceled me. Question is, until what point? Okay, Who right. Ahu uh, there was a man. Look at this story. The gazel Padona. The toirei mechavrei. A Ganav stole a pair of oxen from his friend. Look what he did. Ozo karav buhu karbo. He plowed his field. The Ganav plowed his field. He used services from stolen oxen. Not only that. Zara buhu zara. Then he planted. Just explain. You don't plant with oxen. You plow a field. You throw the seeds. But for the seeds to be able to germinate. You have to cover them with earth. So you know what they used to do? They used to plow again. Plow twice, you plow, you break the earth, you make another Ru'ah, you seed it, you plowed it again, and then he gave back the oxen. What do you think? The CO, the owners, sort of say, rent. Let's evaluate how much was the land worth before it was plowed? How much is it worth now that it's plowed and planted? Who was the one that brought the benefit to the land? The, the oxen. That's the money you owe to the oxen owners. So Rava was sitting there. Amalai, Rava. Rav tells Rav Nachman, hold on. All of the difference, all of that is owed to the owners of the oxen. But owner, only the oxen improve the land. But the land itself doesn't improve itself when you plant in it. But Taira Ashbach, Aralei Ashbach. So Umar Rab Nachman clarified I didn't mean that all of the Shvach has to be paid to the bowel of the oxen. Palga The point is, is that Rav Nachman was obligating the Ganif to pay to the owner of the oxen, so to say rent for the oxen. Uma Le is challenging Rab Nachman, and mind you, he's challenging Rab Mahman during the Duntaira. That Sayyid Okay, what happened here? It was an act of robbery. And what's the din of robbery? What, what did the Mishnah tell you? When Reuven robs from Shimon, what does Reuven owe Shimon? The item that he robbed, he has to give back. If he made a change, the value of the item he has to give back. But not more. It says, give back as it is. And not more. The Here you're saying, even though he gave back the oxen, he owes money on top of that. Omar, so Rav Nachman tells Rabba, Lo yamin Allah. Didn't I tell you that ki yosif that when I'm sitting in a denteira as a dayan Lo tamele midi? Don't make comments during the dentoira. And I'm and you know why? The O'mar Huna Chavrin, the O'mar Huna Chavrin, I That my friend, you're not my friend. You're challenging me. Huna, my friend, you know what he said about me? That I know that I Rav Nachman and Shvoir Malk and the King. And he's not referring to the Persian king, Shvermalka. Rashi says he's referring to the king in Halacha, which was Shmuel. Because the Halacha in Dine, in monetary cases, we pass him like Shmuel. That I and Shmuel, Achei Bedina, were brothers. Just like he's the master, I'm the master also. So therefore don't challenge me. And he explained to him that high Inish, this person, Gazlonatikahu, he is a... Not old Ganef. He can be young. He's a habitual Ganef. Constantly steals. <inaudible> I want to penalize him. You're right. By the letter of the law. Theoretically, if he gave back to oxen, he fulfilled the But he In such a case, essentially he owes nothing. Essentially he owes nothing, but I'm penalizing him. Now here, everyone says the following. This is a very important story. The rule is that in Babel, people who had no smicha, including Rav Nachman that ain't done in knas is in Babel. Here, he's not only being done a knas, he's being done a custom-made knas. So everyone says, he hanoi senes. The standardized dinah of knas is not something datatayonim that, 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 in Babel. We don't say of Dinon. They don't have the right to adjudicate it. But when it comes... Adjudicate it. But when it comes to unique cases, this is a unique case. It's not that we're going to apply arba v'chamisha. Arba v'chamisha, we're not going to apply. But when it comes to specific people, this guy doesn't stop stealing. So you have to stop, you have to create law and order. Even today, Abdayan has the power to do as he sees fit to prevent people from continuously stealing. If not, it's Hefkervelt. So Rav Nachman had the right to decide for his case. Pay. Today, if someone steals someone's car, By the by the letter of the law, today you would tell him go to the police. But if there would be no police to go to, and if the dayanim are the ones responsible for safety, which is important, safety today is civil authorities. But the moment you're living in a place where the rabbanim or the dayanim they are the ones in charge of safety, they have the right to do whatever they think they need to do to make sure that society is safe. If not, it's hetkerveld. Says the Mishnah. Let's move on. This Mishnah is huge. This Mishnah, we learned the whole Mishnah before, but we're making a zah, on everything. The Case number one, Halkop. Oh, it's getting late. Gozal, the Vizkina. If a ganav stole an animal and it got old, the first din of the Mishnah is going to irreversible losses, which is beautiful. So the first Mishnah, the way the Gemara explained it, the way Abai explained it, is speaking about reversible losses. And as we spoke out, Takana Sashavim. And as we saw in the Gemara, not everyone holds of Takana Sashavim. Now we're speaking about irreversible losses. Everyone holds that if it's an irreversible change, irreversible change, the goslin owns it. So a, a goslin, the aim of a if a person stole an animal and it got old, old and weak, or if a person sold slaves, vizkina, the, is, kina, the din is since it changed irreversibly, old doesn't become young. The goslin acquired it, he has to return its value. Says Rabbi Meir, hold on. You're hacking together animals and Avadim. Avadim are different. As Rashi says, since Avadim are like Karka, Karka ain't an exelus, even if you made a change, he can give back the Eved a lot more of this in the Gemara. Next case. Now, the next case is going to be as what happens if the change is discernible versus not discernible. naked or ain't a naked. So for example, if the a Goslin stole the coin, the Nistak and it cracked, that's something you can notice. Paytas, if he steals fruit, the Hirkivo, and it became rotten, Yayin, he steals wine, the and it becomes vinegar, then since there is a change that's noticeable and it is irreversible, so then he acquired it. He has to give back money. However, what happens if a Goslin steals a coin, the the coin is no longer in currency, a Anu king, the king Pasch and all those currencies with the other king's picture on it, it's worth nothing. Or Truma, if a person steals Truma and it becomes Tomei, it's not discernible. It's a halachic change. Chomet, Pesach, again, it's not worth anything for an observant Jew, but you can't see the change. Behema Benesab, either a Bistruality, Rashi says, or Avodah or if the animal was designated to be offered as a carbon, if there is a moon that's not discernible, a cataract. can you notice it, but it's not kosher alam is veyach. Or if the animal, let's say, killed a person and it's being led to be killed, halachically it's aser b'anah. oi merlois, this Mishnah's paskining, that a non discernible change is not called a change. And as long as the animal is the then the, then the goslin gives it back to the owner and he tells him the wonderful words I took it, take it back. Now, beginning with the first case in the Mishnah. An animal got older. So, amen Papa, to clarify, It's not about old, how do you define the old? Even if it got lean, if it got weakened, it's like there's a, there's an, it deteriorated. Got skinny. Ah, he asks the Gemara, so why did the Mishnah say old? So the Gemara answers, that skinny is only going to be considered a change if it's irreversible. In other words, there's a skinny that you can get back well. That's not called a change in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is focusing on irreversible changes. But if it got skinny but it could get reversed, that's not called a change at all. For speaking about an irreversible change. That if you have an animal, you just had this. In, in the name of Rabbi Elon. Here he's quoting Rabbi Eichanan, That if you stole a lamb and you, the goslin kept it enough time for it to be now into its 14th month or older. So it's called an ayal. Or if a person stole a calf. In other words a cow, a young cow, w- within the first 24 months, and under the domain of the ghazlan it becomes a ox, then, and that's called irreversible, and meaning only for this din, that if now the ghazlan makes another crime, that we say he doesn't have to give back a barba to which Rabbi Ashi tells Mark Shisha, what you're saying is good. But you're quoted in the name of the wrong Amira. and how important is it? You think about it. How many? What percent of shas is filled with names? Everything is being quoted shame amirai. Lava minolach. Didn't I tell you that le'tachriv gabrei? Don't confuse people. Hahu. This din is good. But not Rab Elah, It was learned as we just had before the Mishnah in the name of Rab Elah. Says the Gemara. What was the next case in the Mishnah? A person stole behema or an Evet. They got older. So then since getting older is considered a irreversible change. The Goslin acquires it. He gets to keep it. He gives back the animal or the Evet the value as it was worth when he stole it. And on this Rabbi Meir says, Ba'abadim so, in the name of Rav, they quoted the Rav saying, Now what what is Rav Meir's did based on as we said? Because Avadim for this are like Karka, Karka in Exels. Says the Gemara Rav Shavik Rav Meir, the way the Rav explains it, our Mishnah doesn't quote the name of the Tanakama, which means Rav, the Rebbe, who was the teacher of Rav, when he doesn't quote a name, he's trying to tell you, it's not one opinion against Rav Meir. It's everyone against Rav Meir. Yechid So why would he pass him like a yachid? So, so they answered, this is important. Bishum tanyom. That Rav had a braisa. There, the opinions, the names were reversed. Rav Meir was the one that said that in both cases the Ghazlan keeps it and he has to give back the money. The Chachamim, Das were the ones that say in the B'raisa, what Rav Meir says over here, that Ba'avadim, since it's like Karka, he can tell him, Rav Paskins, like Das so but still we're not happy. Why not? I mean, if there's two versions of what their argument is, the version of the Mishnah is the correct one. Answers the Gemara, nabi Rav was so certain that the version of the B'raisa was correct, the way the Havamina is, is that he amended the Mishnah. So says the Gemara, why would the Rav amend the Mishnah? That it should conform to the B'raisa, when normally you have to amend the B'raisa, which was relatively less authentic than the Mishnah, to conform the Mishnah. Umay tamad Rav no, the brayso. They answers the Gemara. Omri. They answered. Rav, Nami, Masnisen, Ibrachas. No, Rav's teacher taught him the Mishnah already reversed. Rav didn't change anything. Or the Ibar Yisema. Look how much we're trying to keep to the text. If the if the way the Mishnah is printed here is the way it's printed here, Rav learns it the same way. Rav amended the Mishnah. Why I amend the brayso? Says the Gemara, a good rule that ki loy apich kamekamachan. If it's one against one, one Mishnah versus one B'raisa, one of them is wrong, then we're going to say the Mishnah is right, the B'raisa has to be fixed. But if it's one Mishnah and two B'raises, then the Mishnah has to be reversed. Maybe, uh, two Braisas. So what's the other B'raisa? The Tanya. Now let's hop in this case in two minutes. A person, Reuven owns a cow. Guys, the cow is pregnant. Shimon owns a donkey. We learned in Kedushin, really, for animals, the king is meshicha. However, there is one, one scenario where you don't need to do king and Meshichah. So let's say, Ruven, the owner of the cow, was the one that did Khalipan on the donkey. Ruuven took the donkey. With that, the cow belongs to Shimon. But the cow was pregnant. Now that Shimon goes to collect the cow, the cow already gave birth. The question is, who owns the baby? When did the cow give birth? Or the same thing is, here it's easier because when you sell a slave, you learn the condition. A slave you can buy with cassive. So the point is, is that the kingin was not made with this article, so it wasn't there. So if I own a Shifcha and I'm selling it to you, when you give me money, I took the money, you own the Shifcha. The Shifcha doesn't have to be there. And now the Shifcha gave birth. So there's all, look at the different options. If one says buddy, one says shema. Whichever one it is. So then the rule is Zachaba, the one who says buddy. Body Visham, a body yadav. Look in citations for another option. Let's just go quick. Next option. If both parties say we don't know, we don't know when the cow gave birth. We don't know when the shivcha gave birth. Then what's the din? Mom, I'm going to the Safik. Right, Danny, at least going to sumchas. What's the din? Yachloiku. Next case. Each one says, no, I know. That it happened in a way that I still own the baby. So what's the din in our case? Ruuven was the seller of the cow. Ru'uven wants to keep the calf. And Shimon says, no, 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 no. When you made the king Khalipin, Chalipin, the cow was still pregnant. So now the cow belonged to me. The cow gave birth later. So who's trying to be mighty from whom? So Shimon wants to get it from Ru'oven. So the din is... Even if it's already in Shimon's Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear the point We had that all in Kedushan. Right. So the, the din is that that Reuven is the one that gets to keep it but he has to take an oath says Rashi why clarifies Rashi oh, it's not a normal it's not because Reuven is admitting I owe you the mother The we're debating whether I owe you the fetus and I'm saying the mother yeah the baby not you're saying the mother and the baby says Rashi that's not good enough because we had the all. we learned already that by Halach means if you tell me I owe you $200 and I say 100 take And I already say halach and I deny the other hundred it's called Here, The fact that he's agreeing that he owes the cow and he's telling him take the cow. So they're not debating about the cow. So Rashi adds that we're speaking about a case that the moicher cut the hand off the shifcha. Cut the leg off the parah. So he owes money to Shimon. The money of the hand, the money of the damage. The question is, does the om also the money of the, the fetus itself? Anyway, because of the way us, he makes an oath. Whenever you have to make an oath, the rule is, it's not that someone makes an oath and takes money. You make an oath not to give the money. So the Ubin makes the oath. These are the words that are made. And here's the key. Come along the Chachamim. And they say, don't put together the cow and the Shifcha. Why not? Shivcha is like an Evid. Being that the Chachamim equate Evid or Shivcha to Karka and the rule by Karka, even by Maidiba Mitzaz, you don't make oaths. No oaths are made. So that's the other Braisam that Rav had in which he sees that the Chachamim are the ones that hold that Eved is Kekarka. Now, by the way, asks the Gemara, okay, I accept that. So Rav reversed the Mishnah. But if Rav reversed the Mishnah, then how can Raf say halacha k'irav meyer? It's not true. He's saying, according to his version, halacha kechachamim. Hi, halacha k'irav meyer. Halacha mei bayalei answers the gemara. Halacha k'amar lemaide apchisu According to your means to our wrong version. According to the way we have the Mishnah, he said halacha k'irav meyer. But what he really meant is that the halacha is that ever is kekarka to be continued.